Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Ryan and Imad with you. Now, if you take a quick look around you, Singapore's skyscrapers, expressways, and even neighborhood facilities will not have been possible without the hard work of workers, mostly migrant workers. That's exactly right. And we often don't realize how challenging and risky their work can be. Mm. Even though Singapore accords stringent rules when it comes to workplace safety, the number of major injuries reported in the manufacturing and construction sectors saw an uptick in the first half of this year. This once again puts safety into the spotlight, especially in higher-risk workplace environments such as construction sites. And that's because any negligence could very well cost the lives of those at these work sites. For more insights on how better to develop a safer work culture, we're joined by Edmund Ng, Director of the International Safety Resource Centre. Good morning, Edmund. Thanks for joining us on the show. Good morning, Emma and Ryan. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, let's get help first to rationalise the possible reasons why we are perhaps seeing a recent spike in workplace accidents leading to some migrant worker deaths, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the first point that I want to make is really we look at every accident and every accident can really be prevented. Every fatality case actually equals to one broken family. So therefore, it's important that we put in our best effort to protect the migrant workers that have been building the beautiful Singapore that we have today. I think uh, one obvious reason for the recent spike in workplace accidents is really companies are trying to do catch up on lost time mm. uh, during the pandemic. This phenomenon is really not unique to Singapore. I think it's a global issue as industries are trying to recover from the disruption. And this is made worse by the um, workforce shortages. So combination of rushing to make up for the lost time, uh, shortage of workers, this results in a lot of burnout and uh, lack of planning. A lot of this even more felt so by the smaller SMEs that are doing um, smaller projects or the uh, ANA works. I think they face a lot of challenges, mainly because they have uh, lesser resources, manpower or budget to implement these uh, safety procedures effectively. Edmund, you talked about challenges there. How difficult is it to identify the root cause of these accidents after the fact? And how do authorities determine who should bear the ultimate responsibility? Yep. For every accident, uh, we look at it very thoroughly, uh, conduct the investigation. And there's often multiple contributing factors that lead to the root cause of the accident. In a lot of incident reports that we saw, a lot of that, you know, they attribute it to the workers' fault, you know. Uh, it's a very simplistic way of looking at uh, incident or accidents. But what really we need to do is really look at where are the systems and procedural lapses. Uh, I think these are more important and uh, effective in preventing a reoccurrence of an accident. I think a lot of this uh, boils down to really the, the experience of the investigation team. And sometimes... It's also difficult to identify the root cause, especially when uh, it's related to someone in the company or certain department, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's about getting that independent view of the accident. I think that's something that the company needs to recognize that, you know, we need to learn from each accident. And ultimately, the spirit of things is really to prevent a reoccurrence in the workplace, yeah. Yeah, Edmund, uh, I get the impression that you know, these construction companies and many companies pretty much know what to do, what needs to be done when it comes to safety. So what actually are the major pain points when it comes to implementing these workplace safety guidelines on a daily basis? 
Indeed, actually, a lot of safety measures or safety procedures, a lot are uh, common sense, you know. Uh, but yet, why are the people still not following the safety procedures? I think a lot comes down to the cost and time pressure. But there's a pressure, on, especially on construction sites, to complete uh, certain tasks by certain time period. And therefore, uh, if the skills and knowledge to put in all the necessary safety measures in place ahead of time of this poor planning always resulted in having to take shortcuts and stuff. So therefore, people will have to take risks and therefore, accident happens. Edmund, just a bit more of a deep dive into the construction and manufacturing sectors, which have seen an uptick in the first half of this year. Technically speaking, which aspect of the procedures do you see there being loopholes in when it comes to safety measures? Well, if you, if you look at the um, statistics that was uh, presented by the Ministry of Manpower mm. for the first half of 2023, um, the major cause of major injuries in these two sectors are slip strips and falls. And this is often not seen as a very low risk item, you know, people falling on the ground. And it's something that, you know, you don't really need a lot of training on how to walk around and move around places. But uh, these are often uh, attributed to really poor housekeeping and people not taking care of where they are moving around. And therefore, these are the main cause of injuries. As for the construction industry, if we zoom down to each sector, I mean, the construction industry often is falling from height is a major challenge for many years. Even in all the projects that we manage, it has often been the top contributor in the safety observations that we record. Therefore, in the construction sector or in the construction projects that we do, we have to push a lot for providing a good working platform for our workers. I think if we are able to do so, I think we'll have solved a major part of the issue. As for the manufacturing, I think a cause of concern is really about, of course, they deal with a lot of machines. So it's really a lot of uh, machinery-related incidents. So therefore, they have to make sure that, you know, taking in preventive measures to ensure the integrity of the machine. And people are trained to operate them. Especially, um, they must be taught how to deal with emergency situation uh, when the machine uh, breaks down. And usually, these are non-routing activities and where accident does happen. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, aspects to this that we need to take a look at. We are in conversation with Edmund Ng. He is the director of the International Safety Resource Centre, talking about the uptick in workplace accidents. Now, Edmund, Singapore takes a very serious approach when it comes to workplace safety. We've got many measures in place, and this includes tightened measures such as the increased video surveillance at construction sites. We also have a system of demerit points for companies who breach safety rules. So how far do such things go in terms of reducing such accidents? I think over the years, the Ministry of Manpower have introduced many intervention measures uh, such as programs. Uh, they have also amended the legislation at best effort to improve the Singapore workplace safety. Overall, we do see a knock-off effect and there's a general improvement when such measures come in place. So, for example, if you look at the recent uh, heightened safety period, which we have just edited, actually it has served its purpose. And after this heightened safety period, Singapore recorded a decrease in fatality rate. I think if we look at the video surveillance program in construction sites, I think there are three main use for such video. I think one is it allows project managers, safety officers, hmm. to remotely monitor multiple high-risk work at one time without having to travel or climb different levels. Uh, they are able to look at what is happening on the other side of the construction site. 
think the second use is really it acts as a deterrence to unsafe behavior. I think when workers are aware, you know, there's a CCTV uh, watching over them. I think uh, the tendency of them taking shortcuts will be uh, significantly reduced. And lastly, I see this video recording. This is a very useful tool when it comes to incident investigation. And we are we are able to see exactly what happened. Uh, it helps us identify the root cause. And sometimes we can use some of these video recording as a live learning tool to better educate the workers. Yeah, so you've got video surveillance, you've got safety guidelines, you know, got all these things in place. Like, like pointed out, it's all common sense. But at the same time, when it comes to rushing for projects and all that, people will still overlook or neglect some of these things. So is this a case of enforcement? Do we need more sticks in a sense or do we need more incentives when it comes to having better safety standards? I personally really hope to see more of a carrot approach to encourage safe behaviours. I think we need to encourage workers when they exhibit good safety behaviours and also for companies to receive these incentives so that uh, they can use these incentives to invest into safety. And we have seen a lot of major developers in Singapore doing so already. They are providing these incentives for companies uh, who have done well in the safety performance in their construction project. But of course, we can't neglect the fact that the stick approach is easier to implement because mm. you don't have to ask for budget for that. And um, it's still much needed at this time uh, as a form of deterrence towards uh, any unsafe act by uh, workers or even supervisors. Yeah, Edmund, if we take a look at the situation from a bit of a higher level, it seems as though Singapore is set to launch a new compulsory program for CEOs in high-risk industries that's set to begin in March next year. How relevant would you say that is in terms of helping companies build stronger safety cultures? I think um, we, we have to recognize the fact that management plays a very critical role in setting the overall safety culture in the company. I think they, they are the one that decide how safety is being run. Uh, they set the framework, how they prioritize uh, safety with productivity and cost. And uh, we have been running uh, this workshop for CEO and top management uh, program for many years. And uh, through this workshop, we are able to share on what management team needs to do to build uh, a positive safety culture. And we have received many feedback, uh, actually met many of the management that attended this workshop, better understood their roles and responsibilities, and they are being convinced that safety works hand-in-hand hand with productivity and cost savings as well. And I think um, with this new compulsory program for CEOs, I think it will be an upgraded version from the workshop that we have been conducting, and I hope this will certainly help our company leaders uh, make better decisions towards safety. All right, we've been in conversation with Edmund Ng. He is the director of the International Safety Resource Centre, helping us to break down why we perhaps are seeing an uptick in workplace accidents. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Edmund. Thank you. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.